0: It's romando. Tomorrow we got to kick to me radio. da, Da 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 da.
1: Welcome, 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 geeks and nerds, girls and boys, to another all-new edition of geek to me Radio. Today we are joined by Marcus Theatres, Director of Marketing, Mr. Brett Hoffman, talking all about Infinity War, as well as the highlights from their CinemaCon they just attended. We'll be talking with Chris McQuillan of Toyman Toy Show. Next weekend, Greg Berger, right here in St. Louis. Stand by. We're
0: talking TV, comics and movies. Star Trek from Star Wars We'll try to explain The are 12 will For Hogwarts houses For Ring Rose and more To be the greatest Pokemon master You must catch
1: Big shout out to my friend Andy O'Hara, who voiced and sang that uh, song for me that you hear as we uh, come into the show every week. For those of you listening in the greater St. Louis area on 105.3 FM and 1380 AM, thank you very much for tuning in. For those of you listening to us to parts out there in the world streaming us live, hello to all of you. And of course, we always thank you for listening after the fact in the podcast form on Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Automatic uh, for the for the half of you that are listening for the half of you who haven't been destroyed by the Infinity Gauntlet <laughs> uh, very very glad you all tuned in and we're rocketing towards a break a record breaking weekend I can't talk my my the reality gem is affecting my tongue There's uh, a record breaking weekend for Infinity War it's uh, I think very close to breaking the Force Awakens record uh, and we'll uh, tune in and check out more of that. Later in the hour, we'll see how the box office is scoring for the weekend. Someone who might know the director of marketing for Marcus Theaters, we have Mr. Brent Hoffman on the phone. Thank you very much for joining us today, sir. Thanks, James. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, uh, I, I saw it opening night, and it just—it's one of those you had to process it for quite a while because a, it's a very long movie, uh, nearly nearly three hours, two point six hours, and so much happened. There are so many moving parts of this movie. What were your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I thought it was great, and I'd like to tell everyone out there, if you have not seen this movie by now, listen to the rest of the program and then go right out and see it, because I'll tell you, this was phenomenal. It was beyond my expectations, and uh, you know what I thought was the best thing about this movie, for how many characters they had, I was a little bit worried about would everyone have the right place, but every single character seems to be seamlessly woven into the fabric of the storytelling and has a purpose. And I thought that was their biggest accomplishment. They took all these characters, they took people from who'd never met before between the Guardians and the Avengers, they put them together, and everything seemed to work to create this just masterpiece that had us just asking for much more when we walked out of that theater. Uh, I don't know about you, but I, I see an average of about 100 movies a year in a theater, Yeah, and it's rare that I come out of one saying, I want to go right back in, I want to watch it again, I want to see what I want remember remember things i want to see what i didn't see and i'm dying to watch the next one to see what the conclusion could be
1: yeah i know um I, I we were emailing you and i we were corresponding back and forth before having you on and i and you and i evidently had the same feeling that up until this point the original iron man the one that kicked it off honestly has been my favorite of the marvel movies and this one i think knocked it off uh, it's pedestal it's infinity war is now my number one marvel movie if not my number one superhero movie honestly
2: And which one would that be, James?
1: My, no, this is it. Yeah, Infinity War takes the cake. It was originally Iron Man. But now this is now my favorite, not only Marvel movie, but all-time favorite superhero movie is Infinity War.
2: Yeah, I I would say that. I mean, they do something that Warner Brothers has not been able to figure out with DC. DC has been way too dark. uh, But this has uh, both dark and light uh, moments. They know how to add drama with comedy. And, uh, as I said, I thought it was just beautifully woven into everything about how they they brought in the different characters. What I also enjoyed about this movie is, coming into it, there were a lot of spoilers as to what was going to happen and a lot of theories that people were throwing out there. I'm happy to say that most of the things that I heard that I was a little scared about did not happen. And everything that happened, I think, led us up to, uh, basically, uh, an almost infinite amount of possibilities of where they could go with this and that's what i think it makes this really really a great movie you come out of it thinking about what's going to happen next where are we going to go from here and i think it keeps you wondering going forward but definitely for me uh what a great film i know everyone loved black panther as did i yeah but uh i and i thought coming out of black panther how are they going to top this and they really outdid themselves here with affinity war infinity war
1: yeah, they, they, they like you said, they wove everyone in because even uh, people have that complaint a little bit about Avengers 2 Age of Ultron was that, well, Black Widow wasn't utilized enough. And, well, there's kind of not enough for certain characters to do. But this one, however, however they managed to do it, juggling, I think there were 22 different unique heroes in this one. And they just they all felt like they had just the amount of screen time. They all were, uh, they, you know, their characters were serviced well in the plot
2: and I think the hardest part is, for people like me and you talking on the radio, we can't give things away. So it's the hardest part is actually talking about this on That's the radio, right. not wanting to spoil it for some people. Because there's things that we could say, which would tip people off to a lot in the movie. So my point to everyone, go out and see it. Even if you haven't, even if you've had what we call, some people think they are experiencing superhero fatigue. Well, don't worry about that. This type of movie, it's new, original. And you're going to have a great time watching it, even if you're only just a casual Marvel or even superhero fan.
1: That's right. And uh, I mentioned on Twitter, if you would like to call in, uh, no spoilers. Hashtag Thanos demands (laughs) your silence. Uh, But if you'd like to call in, just let us know if you loved it or if you hated it. That's fine. Let us know if you if you didn't like it. Why without spoiling it? Our toll free number 844-855-1380. We will try to get you on the air if you do want to throw an opinion out there. Um, I was very intrigued by you you I saw a lot of tweets from Marcus about CinemaCon and this is like one of those things it's like ooh I would love to go to this sometime so you the, the the stuff you guys got to see there tell us a little bit about CinemaCon
2: Yeah CinemaCon is basically the movie exhibition conference for the year so all the movie theater owners and movie theater exhibitors they get together with the studios and the vendors of different products, whether it's vending, whether it's projection equipment, and you get together for this industry convention once a year. Uh, it's like the CES for movies, essentially, is what it is in Las Vegas. So we get to see a lot of different looks in the studios. It's what's coming up for the year and a lot of different looks in what's new in technology for what's coming down the pike as well. And, um I saw reels for hundreds of different movies. Hmm. There's a lot of new stuff and new, some new fun stuff going on. Uh, you just want me to, to kind of highlight some of them for your listeners?
1: Yeah, sure. I know one of the ones that intrigued me was the Star Wars Secrets of the Empire virtual reality you mentioned in your email. Tell us a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, so there's a company called The Void. And what they're doing, they have uh, different setups around the country. And right now, the places that you can go experience this are at the Venetian at downtown disney and at disney springs it's called the Secrets the secrets of the empire star wars the secrets of the empire and this was a virtual reality demonstration and what made it unique as opposed to any other vr experience that i've had was that you weren't constrained a lot of these you put on goggles and you sit in a seat or you just put in goggles and you stand in a stationary area or a pod in this one you literally entered a maze-like structure And without the goggles, it's kind of a vanilla, walls, and things like that. With the goggles on, everything is skinned around you. And that means all the objects in the room are skinned as well, whether it's a lever, whether it's, you know, furniture, whether it's the blasters you're going to pick up, things like that. You basically enter a Star Wars world. And I'll have to say, I don't get impressed by much, but I was really impressed. You felt like you were literally storming one of these Imperial ships, walking around, under heavy fire, trying to look. It was like a scavenger hunt to find different things. And because you were actually in movement all the time, because you had goggles on, you had a backpack on, because you were moving and running around, you felt like with your team around you that you were actually in the middle of this other world. Hmm. And I just think that foreshadows what VR is going to be. So if anyone's at home, it's the Void, Star Wars, Secret of the Empire Go look at the reviews for this. The experience was actually phenomenal, and I think foreshadows where we'll be in about 10 years. Um, I was telling people there's a part where you're on a bridge. You're on a bridge with no railings, and you have to walk over it, and you have to look down, and it's maybe about 30 stories up. Even though in my head I knew I was in the middle of a safe environment, and outside of this it was just a regular floor on me, I could not bring myself to step off of this bridge because it looked so real. Huh. And it was... Uh, it's one of those things. So look for VR to be taking the front seat in entertainment, um, whether it's movie theaters or whether it's just uh, basically entertainment centers. The stuff that we saw was definitely light years above any type of virtual laser tag environments that you might see where you're stationary.
1: Very cool. Yeah. So we'll keep an eye on that as well. Uh, we're gonna take another break. You're okay to stick with us through one break, yes?
2: Yes, so go
1: ahead. Perfect. We're going to come right back talking more with Brett Hoffman, Director of Marketing for Marcus Theaters. Stand by.
2: Hi, this is Gates McFadden. Now, don't tell my space son, but I always listen to geek to me radio. Do it.
1: We are back. Dr. Crusher from Star Trek Next Generation. Hey, today is the birthday of Kate Mulgrew, played Captain Catherine Janeway on Star Trek Voyager. Happy birthday to her, and happy birthday to Michelle Pfeiffer. Also, her birthday to Catwoman from Batman Returns. Happy birthday, ladies. This segment brought to you by Marcus Theaters. Marcus Theaters, if you're going to check out a movie, you should do it, as my wife says, in first class. Go to a Marcus Theater. If you're not in the St. Louis area, that's okay. They've got you covered. Eleven states where you can find a Marcus Theater Illinois, Iowa, Minnesota, Missouri, Nebraska, North Dakota, Ohio, and Wisconsin. And if you're wondering, well, where where are they in my state? Go to the website, marcustheaters.com. Click click the locations tab, and you can find out where the theater is closest to you. You can also check out the movies. You can get your tickets right there online. All the special events they have going on, you can check out that as well. And if you're going to see Avengers Infinity War, if you haven't seen it yet, go see it again. And if you want to get tickets for Deadpool, another one coming up. If you're an 80s fan, they've got their Princess Bride. It's uh, April 29th, 30th, and May 2nd. You can get that. Family Classics Retro Series, Willy Wonka, Sound of Music, Wizard of Oz. Check out the tickets for those. Get them online. Check out all the things there are to see and do at a Marcus Theater. They are revolutionizing the way you see Movies. Again, if you're going to see a movie, see it in first class. MarcusTheaters.com. We're talking right now with the director of marketing for Marcus Theaters, Mr. Brent Hoffman, talking about CinemaCon in Las Vegas. The highlights from that. Uh, you said there were how many movies that you saw previews for while you were there?
2: Well, I, I saw all of the independents and majors. I saw previews and reels for over 200 movies Ooh. when I was there. And when I go to CinemaCon, I kind of look out for what's going to be a little bit unique, meaning we know that Fox's Deadpool is going to be unique and we know that Solo is going to be unique from Disney. But they're really not showing you any extended looks for that because, frankly, they don't need to. Right. So when I go to CinemaCon, I try to look at what are some surprises and what are some things that I think are really under the radar right now but really going to be surprising for some people coming up. And there were definitely a few of those this year, Um, the the first of which, James, STX, which is a relatively new studio, they're coming out in August with, with this movie called The Happy Time Murders. And it's about this world where puppets and humans exist together in real life off the set of production shows like Sesame Street and things like that. But this is definitely not a Sesame Street-like film. It stars <laughs> Elizabeth Banks and Melissa McCarthy. And let me tell you, the things these puppets and humans are doing to each other and together uh, are very vulgar and have definitely had their place in an R-rated comedy. Um, this is probably the Ted or the Saucers Party of this year. It's come out in August, so if, if people can look it up, it's called The Happy Time Murders. And for everyone that was shocked at Ted when it first came out, for everyone who was shocked that Saucers Party would... Seth Rogen's animated to we put out, you're going to have that same feeling watching this, and I think it could uh, could perform very well at the box office in August, which is a place that is typically a void.
1: And with names like that attached, Elizabeth Banks and Melissa McCarthy, I mean, they're both very bankable stars, so that should be fantastic to see.
2: That's right. And uh, I mean, some other things are coming out which are really neat as well in terms of pushing technology now that we all have digital projection. Fox is looking looking to employ a technology called Control Movie over the next couple of years, and they're actually working to develop their own Choose Your Own Adventure movie, where you're literally going to the theater, you'll have a smartphone out, and you'll decide along with the audience as to the rules or the tasks you want your characters to take, which is a really interesting premise. Yeah, um, I'd love to see how that works. We've seen it work, we've seen it work in one-offs, but no one's ever employed this type of technology in a mainstream setting. And I mean, I think it could be pretty interesting to see how people react to that and to see if that, that might promote people coming back to the movies more often to see different outcomes as well.
1: I remember when clue came out in the theaters. I was very young, but we went and saw it and I loved that movie. And you had to go to the movie theater. You know, you had to try to find which one was playing the ending you hadn't seen yet. Cause they filmed different endings where, one person kill all the people. These, these are spoilers. These are like 32-year-old spoilers right now, but uh, they had one where it was just Miss uh, <laughs> Scarlet killed everybody, and you actually had to figure out which theater was showing the ending you hadn't seen yet. So that's kind of in that same vein, just one-upped.
2: Yeah, that, that's right. And then during that time, in order to see the other ending, you actually had to travel around to different movie houses right. in town to see who had the different endings. Um, this time around, They'll just have to go to the movies a, few, a little more often to see what the ending might be. Um, but that that should be interesting. And, and Fox was a studio where I think they're, they're taking some chances here. Uh, they've got a movie called Alita Battle Angel, which has a really interesting premise. James Cameron had to decide years ago whether he was going to film this movie and direct it or direct Avatar. And, of course, he chose to direct Avatar, but now they're coming back to do this Alita Battle Angel movie but because James Cameron's busy with the Avatar sequels, they found Robert Rodriguez to direct this it's Oh! It's such a great visual movie. It's so stylized. Um, James Cameron wrote, wrote the screenplay. It's about basically a robot that's pulled from the scrap heaps and given a new set of limbs because the person that pulls them out, he actually had a disabled daughter who died before he was able to give her these artificial limbs. And the whole idea is... The robot has amnesia. She doesn't quite know what her role is or what she used to do. And over the course of the film, she discovers her former past, and there's a lot. Having a, a title like Alito Battle Angel, you can imagine there is a ton of different action sequences in this movie that are wonderfully directed from what I saw by Robert Rodriguez. Uh, the computer animation is, is great. Uh, when this movie comes out in late December, it is going to head-to-head with Bumblebee, the next Transformers movie. Hmm. And I just have to believe, looking at this picture, it looks so much more new and refreshing than what other Transformers movie is going to be. Um, I think if they can come up with something that's really unique here, people are going to gravitate towards this one because it really does look unique and different. And you just can't go wrong with a mind like James Cameron's either.
1: Yeah, no, I I love Robert Rodriguez. I've never never been disappointed with one of his movies he's directed, so that, that sounds exciting too.
2: That's right. And then, uh, so the other thing I saw, which was interesting, you know, I, I know a lot of people are, are, are not fans of Tom Cruise, but I'll say this much. He is, when he gets into a movie, he immerses himself into one. He came out and gave us about a half an hour rundown about a brief sequence in the new Mission Impossible a follow-up movie. Uh, I've had, frankly, enjoyed all the latest Mission Impossible films. In this particular picture, he went out and got his helicopter license solely so he could do and fly all the helicopter stunts himself. Huh. And then in addition to that, there's a sequence of the movie where they're doing a high altitude jump, which requires oxygen helmets to be able to do. And what makes this very interesting is not only did he have to train for this, but also there's only three minutes a day that they could film this sequence because of the way the light was. So they spent over a hundred days in a row filming this sequence, Wow! which was one jump a day, trying to get this right. They had to have a special camera operator who would jump out of the plane backwards and film this with a camera mounted in his helmet to try to get Tom Cruise and everything and then basically be filming. The tolerance for the camera was about three feet. So they had to have basically the camera operator within three feet of Tom Cruise from 30,000 feet up in the air. (laughs) And the scenes they choreographed, this wasn't just a simple jumping out of a plane scene. This was simply, you're jumping out of a plane. They did several back and forth having to go catch people, having to get other people. Um, the scene was just phenomenal when you figure how much work they did for what's probably going to be 90 seconds on the act- on the actual film. And just watching Tom go through all this and talk to us in the audience and then talk about whatever else they had to do with this film, um, they could have made the movie much less expensively than what they're doing here. But you can tell Tom Cruise has a passion for always up in the ante and doing something that's a little bit more unique, and that's why I think this new Mission Impossible movie is going to be yet another good one for him.
1: Yeah, I, I've always enjoyed his movies. Uh, say what you will about him personally, but I loved Operation Valkyrie. Uh, he was great in that. I loved the uh, the Jack Reacher movies and uh, the Mission Impossible. It's a pretty high grossing franchise, so I'm, I'm excited to see this one. We saw the previews for it when we saw Infinity War, and it, I mean, it looks spectacular
2: yeah i mean all the footage was great there and and i'd say overall we are looking at a really great summer 2018 going into holiday 2018 there are films that people have been asking for for a long time i mean just take incredibles too there are fans of pixar's incredibles who've been waiting for the second to come out there hasn't been a family movie come out for several months now that one's going to explode when it comes out mid-june so there's just a lot of product out there. It is a great time to be a moviegoer because you're going to have a ton of choices coming up, uh, starting right now with Infinity War. And then this month alone, we've got Deadpool and Solo to follow.
1: Yeah, that's gonna be, it's going to be a lot of uh, moviegoing goodness. And I know I just spoke about Marcus Theaters and all the reasons. From the horse's mouth, though, if you were, if you were to encourage people to get out and see it in a Marcus Theater, what would be your main talking point?
2: So here's what I would tell people. Go out in St. Louis to one of our theaters that has recently been renovated. We recently renovated The Pear, O'Fallon, St. Charles, Chesterfield, and Ronnie's. All of those are 100% recliner theaters. Go out and see a special movie in one of our Dreamliner recliners. And if you're really looking for bar none, what I would call the best movie-going experience in St. Louis, we've got our Ultra DLX at Chesterfield. So if you want to go see Avengers in basically the ultimate auditorium in that city, we have got, not only you've got the dream loungers, not only you've got an almost 80 foot screen with Dolby Atmos sound, but we're lighting that screen with laser projection as well, which is the crisp, most crisp picture that you'll see. So I would tell anyone, even if you've gone and seen Avengers, go out and see that ultra screen DLX. It is a great experience for any movie buff wanting to take in Uh, this monstrous film that is, as you and I said, probably one of the best superhero movies ever shot.
1: And I want to let you know, too, Brett, that uh, I recently went and saw Ready Player One again. I went and saw it in the St. Charles Theater because I wanted to bring a friend of mine to go see it. He hadn't seen it yet. And just the Showtime playing on a Saturday, it was at the best one to see. That was St. Charles. So we went there. And I got to tell you, please pass this along to whoever you need to. The staff there could not have been more friendly, more courteous. And thats I always think of when I'm going to see a Marcus Theater, I'm going to go to Ronnie's. I'm going to go to Chesterfield. That St. Charles Theater is a great, great space.
2: Uh, well, I'll certainly tell them that. And, and like I said, if people want to come out, we have a we have a great loyalty program where you can earn points this whole summer for all the movies you're going to see. And uh, any other comments, we're on Facebook. All every single one of our theaters individually is on Facebook. Just send us a message. All of our staffs are very responsive. We want to hear what you guys want to see, and we want to see any comments that you have about our theaters and these movies coming up uh, Because all of our employees are movie buffs themselves, and just love talking to others about movies.
1: Fantastic, Brett Hoffman, Director of Marketing for Marcus Theatres, thank you very much for taking time on a Sunday to join us on air. Thanks, James. Have a great one. You too. Take care. There he goes. We're going to come right back talking with Chris McQuillan all about the upcoming Toy Man Toy Show. You'll get to meet Greg Berger, voice actor extraordinaire. Stand by for more information.
3: Hi, this is Dean Devlin, director of Bad Samaritan, and you are listening to geek to me Radio.
1: We are back. Talking movies with Brett Hoffman. Last couple of segments there. Bad Samaritan. We had Dean Devlin on the air last week. Hey, if you have missed an episode, if you're like, oh, I wish I could have heard when you talked to Greg Berger. I wish I could have heard that interview with Dean Devlin. Go on to any of the websites that have the podcast version. Google Play iTunes, SoundCloud, Potomac, look for Me Radio, Uh, subscribe to us so you never have to miss one of our previous installments, and we thank you for doing so. If you'd like to leave us a five-star rating, fantastic. If you love it, tell your friends. If you hate it, tell your enemies. We are waiting on Chris McQuillan from Toyman to call in. I want to mention our premier sponsor, the historic St. Charles. You can check out the website, discoverstcharles.com, and follow them on Twitter, At Discover STC. Today is a beautiful day. It feels like spring has finally, finally, finally arrived. I'm debating whether or not I want to put the gloves and the scarf away. Because you never know. Today is going to be in the high 60s tomorrow. It might snow at St. Louis. We don't know. But today is a great day. Take your dog out. Take your kids out. Take your girlfriend, spouse, boyfriend, significant other. And go for a walk along Historic Main Street. Go play In Frontier Park, go out and have a gooey butter milkshake at Little O's on South Main Street. Actually, that's North Main Street, Little O's. But you can go to one of the stores or shops or restaurants along South and North Main. There's not a bad place. Go ahead and just pick a place. Go to the website. Check out the food and drink tab that will give you all the different restaurants there are out there, the wineries. Click on the events tab. You can see all the upcoming things. I know they're gearing up for Legends and Lanterns, their big Halloween festival they do. This will be their third Year. They're growing it. They're adding some new characters. And it's a fantastic place to learn history, to get lunch, to go for a jog, rent a bike, and go up and down the Katy Trail from the Bike Stop Cafe, come back and have a healthy lunch, ride the trolley, ride it around Main Street, check out all the cool things there are to see and do. You can find out everything you need to know to plan your trip at discoverstcharles.com. They've been with us since the beginning, and we're very, very proud to have them as our premier sponsor on the show. Uh we are wanting to talk about the upcoming Toyman Toy Show if you're in the St. Louis area uh you if you've never been to a Toyman Toy Show if you're a collector or if you're a fan of toys or if you just want to go and look and say oh man I used to have that this is the place to go it's an award-winning toy show. I think the RFT has listed it several times as one of their best and outstanding shows in the area. Um, Chris McQuillan has been running it now for I want to say 30 his dad started it, Toyman Senior. Uh, started it, and it's always at the machine. Is tall there on the St. Charles Rock Road at 270, right there behind the Target. Uh, it's a huge place. He's always trying to get these people to come in and uh, be, you know, the the celebrity, the guest. He's got Greg Berger coming, which is very exciting because we've had him on the show before. He's the voice of your childhood. He's voiced characters in Garfield, GI Joe, yeah, uh, Transformers. He was Grimlock, the Dinobot commander. I've named my dog after this man for crying out loud. My dog's name is Grimlock. My dog's name is not Greg Burgery. That'd be weird. Um, but uh, he's just a fantastic talent. Uh, great guy. If you, I've met him once in Oklahoma City. And as I said, he's been on the show, uh, I'd say, about maybe a month ago. We talked all about uh, voiceover work and someone who knows their craft. If you get a chance to meet him, come on out. You can get a picture taken. You can get an autograph. You can have him sign. I've got a, I have got ai was just telling Max I've got a Transformers masterpiece, Grimlock. I'm going to have him sign that. And I found he also voiced Spider Man, the 90s series Spider Man, which to this day is probably the best Spider Man animated series. I know people who love Spectacular are going to call in now and berate me, but he voiced Craven the Hunter and he voiced Mysterio in that. So I've got a Craven the Hunter figure for him to sign uh this is a great time to come and see a bunch of cool toys and max usually sets up a table there but uh you're not gonna be able to do it this coming sunday right
0: not this coming sunday but i will be at the next one because they have these about every two months and yeah. so in july i will be there i love the toy man show chris is a great guy it's a wonderful atmosphere with other geeks other collectors All of the vendors are super nice. You can always haggle with them. Uh, Of course, when I'm a vendor, you can haggle with me uh, because I love that. And uh, it's a great place to find elements and pieces of your childhood. And the fact that Greg Berger is coming in town is fantastic. I mean, uh, they they always have great artists there and and, and great voice actors. And uh, if you've never been, uh, this is a wonderful weekend to go and uh, and, uh, check it out.
1: Yeah, and they've got uh, like Max said. Some of the, sometimes I see people don't even price their stuff; they don't have a price mm-hmm. tag on it because they kind of want you to say, "Well, what do you what do mm-hmm. you want to pay for?" And that that's great; it's kind of part of the fun. Um, so some people do have price tags. I'm like, oh, I'm not paying that; I walk off." Or some people like, "Well, that's all you're asking for; that's so all grab it immediately."
0: So that '90s Spider-Man show that you were talking about is this the um, is this the uh, uh, sort of computer generated looking one? It's the one you played the theme song
1: for. um, Okay. Not the computer generated one. It was actually animation. The one with uh, Joe Perry. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. So that's, uh, yeah, that one, I think probably one of the better Spider-Man
0: the computer generated one though, which I think was Neil
1: Patrick Harris I as so. Peter yeah. is
0: fantastic there's only about eight episodes but I thought that was really really fantastic it was
1: so short that I think I may have seen the first yes. episode and I don't think I ever saw any of the other ones it's, it's
0: very short you can find actually a, a, a DVD collection of that usually at Toy Man there's usually so, uh, somebody there who has one of those I'm not sure how uh, how completely uh, you know legal that is that they have there but it's worth picking up it's a really great show
1: yeah there's DVDs, I think, toys, everything I think
0: Rob Zombie plays Lizard in that show and Lisa Loeb is Mary Jane Watson if my memory Great. serves
1: that's pretty cool So that is pretty cool alright I'm going have to go check that I, I just like the animated version from the 90s because we have uh, Yakko Warner uh, obviously Rob Paulson was the voice of Hydro Man and just all the uh, voice talent and if you look it up it's like oh my gosh that person played Black Cat uh, but it's such it, they, they kept true to the stories they even tried to do Secret Wars and they wove in the X-Men and Captain America into it and it was really a cool series so If you haven't checked it out, check it out, as I said, Greg Berger will be in town next Sunday to sign your Quentin Beck Mysterio and your Craven the Hunter figures from that series. Whatever else he had for him to sign, too. Bring it in. He voiced Spirit in the original G.I. Joe series. Uh, I think he also voiced uh, Tripwire, if I'm not mistaken, because they did multiple voices. We're going to go ahead and take our next break. We're going to come back. We'll be talking more geek stuff right after this, so stand by. <laughs>
3: This is Sam Jones slash Gordon, and you are listening to Geek to Me Radio. We are back. Geek to Me
1: Radio brought to you live every Sunday, and I would encourage you to also follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and at Geek to Me and of course Facebook.com slash Geek Me Radio. Feel free to like the page there as well. Uh, I'm very insecure and shy, and the more social media likes I have, it kind of makes me feel better and boosts my self-esteem. That's the only reason I do this show, help my self-esteem. Thank you very much. This segment brought to you by Tenacious Eats. TenaciousEats.com is the website. Chef Liz, uh, we just recorded our first podcast. Chef Liz, myself, and the gentleman from Odds Lane, uh, we recorded a podcast, and I haven't heard it yet being edited we'll see how it goes Um, but it's called a chef a musician and an actor walk in a bar and just we kind of tell stories i was the wink link on this one because i wasn't uh i just my story was not up to chef liz talking about someone getting stabbed in the kitchen and uh doug talking about i can't say what he talked about on the air because it's not fit for broadcast (laughs) but uh i i came in very very third place on this one so hopefully i'll top my game for the next one but uh aside from that Chef Liz is an award-winning chef. She's brilliant. She gets food and flavors that you would never even think in your wildest imagination would be this this amazing cocktail of of flavors and aromas. And she pairs it with an award-winning movie. Sometimes not award-winning. But the movie itself is a fantastic—we just got done doing Fantastic Mr. Fox for a brunch show. Uh, Before that, we've done some 80s favorites. We've done Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. And she watches the movie. She knows these movies. She takes this scene from a movie and pairs it with a different course uh, that relates to that movie. And she'll come out and explain the course, how it ties in. And people aren't talking because they're too busy eating and salivating over what she's brought and put in front of them. Uh, so if you've not been to a Tenacious Eats event before, it's called Full Contact Dining for a Reason. There are prizes we give away. We do trivia. We do games. It's a lot of fun. So if you want to get your tickets to the next upcoming event, which I believe is an early morning event, she's doing the uh, the royal wedding. So she'll be televising that, and she'll have a proper English brunch. You can check out them on Facebook, facebook.com slash Tenacious Eats. You can see a copy of the menu she's got prepped. And, of course, get your tickets for any of the upcoming events. Check out the previous menus, meet the team, and more at tenaciouseats.com. Uh, Talking about all the things geek that are coming up, Max and I were talking off air about Metropolis, Illinois, Superman celebration every June. Uh, last year was my first. Last year was Max's 10th. So uh, they had a great time. We I got to meet Sarah Douglas, who played Ursa in Superman and Superman 2. We met uh, Margot Kidder was there, Lois Lane from the Superman series with Christopher Reeve, and uh, John Ostrander, just one of the best writers in all of comicdom he wrote uh, the suicide squad which is a fantastic comic series that event is coming up again if you want to check out uh, superman days you can do that make sure you go this is the 40th anniversary we'll talk more about that right after this right now though we are joined by toyman himself mr chris mcquillan thanks for joining us on air sir
3: hey
1: what's going on
3: I'm on the air already?
1: Guys, I'm always calling all the way here from uh, Salem, Illinois. See, I love modern technology. It's bringing us together from across the across the state like that. That's fantastic. So you're at that big show in Salem, Illinois. How's that going out there?
3: Actually, it's kind of crowded. We're here Sunday. It's what, uh, one forty five? We still have what two and a half, three hours to go. is that a little crowd going on here? Is. We're in a community center in downtown Salem. it sounds like downtown Salem is really big, but it actually is not a bad sized town. But yeah, we got the that- Walking Dead cast. Uh, we have uh, uh, W. Uh, actually, it's Bell, William Bell. Uh, but we have uh, a wrestler here. And so it's, it's actually a nice little crowd. Fantastic. And
1: we were talking uh, in the last segment, we were kind of talking about Toy Man and about all the things there are to see and do and uh, the nostalgic aspect. And we talked about you having Greg Berger this time around next Sunday.
3: Yeah, Greg Berger has multiple voices. I believe like six or seven characters from G.I. Joe. He was Odie from Garfield. He's Eeyore. He's you gotta check out Greg Berger. It's with two G's, Greg Berger. Um, he's a voice actor that's very well known within the uh, the 80s and 90s uh, cartoons, especially Gen 1. He's Gridlock from Transformers. Uh, we also have a, a artist coming, a Billy Tackett, uh, who doesn't do a whole lot of shows um, out you know outside the Kentucky area. So we got him coming to Toy Man also uh, for May 6th.
1: Very cool. And it, we were, Max and I were talking because we, Max and I both set up tables. We sell stuff there. Well, I, I've gone when I haven't been selling stuff just to take in all the sites. And there's all the nostalgic aspect. There's toys that even if, even if you're just there to look around, you're like, oh my gosh, I used to have this. And it's, it's, it's so cool to see all these toys from your childhood. And there's newer stuff too. You guys have DVDs. There's a little bit of everything that you guys sell at these. Oh yeah, it's
3: unbelievable. We actually have 150 150- Almost 140 vendors at this show. Um, we'll have over 230 tables. Uh, but we know we not only are we looking at pop culture toys, vintage stuff, and new stuff, um, but we're also looking at pop culture crafts. We actually have you know some illustrators um, that are coming that uh, that have been. So their inventory constantly changes. Some of our toy vendors, you know, we talk about the show being eight times a year. Um, it's unbelievable. These these toy vendors. Are going to constant shows across the country, so their inventory constantly changes. Even though there's a toymen every other month, and you know, plus a couple different other ones that we have, their inventory constantly changes. So it's, it's you know, if you miss a toyman, there's another one right around the corner, and inventory is constantly changing, and vendors change too.
1: Yeah, I know we've, uh, we had Spike uh, on air a couple uh, weeks ago talk about his – because he does toy shows everywhere. And every time I go by Spike's table, he has a different – like, it's a completely different set. I'm like, I've never seen you bring this before. It's like, well, this – you know, he always has new stuff laid out, stuff from Silverhawks, Voltron, all the way back to, like, the 50s toys, uh, Lost in Space stuff. So, yeah, like you said, the inventory constantly changes. You very rarely see the same stuff twice at a, at a show.
3: Correct, correct. And, and you know, I was talking about, oh, that show just, you know, I, I had someone say the, the other day, it's like, is there even Star Wars or Star Trek toys at the Toy Man show? Heck yeah, there are. <laughs> are you looking for Funko Pops? Yeah, we have several vendors of Funko Pops. But the thing is, we may have several vendors that are selling Funkos, but not everyone's going to have the exact same Funkos. Right. Some are going to have the GameStop exclusives. Some are going to have the Walgreens exclusives. Some are going to have the Toys R Us exclusives. So you never know. Some are, and there's a couple vendors that actually has New York Comic Con exclusives yeah. and it is a Comic Con exclusive. So you're going to find, and not it, which we and we we're building this up, is we're getting more and more comic vendors. Yeah, coming to the show. So
1: yeah, there's literally something, and like I said, it's not all necessarily geek toys. If oh, all Funko pops, out oh, Star Wars, there are people there to sell Barbies. They got Hot Wheels. Uh, there's all sorts of stuff, boys and girl toys. It's it's just you really have to see it. It's hard to describe in just a segment of an on-air radio show, you need to go and see this for yourself. Uh, Let people know the website, uh, where to find you on Facebook and Twitter.
3: You know what? We try to make that as simple as possible because the toy show is called the Toy Man Show. It's Toy Man, Toys, Comics, and Con. But, you know, there's a thing out there called Twitter. There's a thing out there called Instagram. There's a thing called the Internet, the World Wide Web. But you know what? Out of all those things, all you got to remember is one word. Toyman show all one word Toyman show under toymanshow.com, Toyman show under Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. you'll find us everywhere under the name Toyman show all one word. It's easy to find us and our shows on a regular basis. so just check us out because every show we have new celebs, new vendors, new inventory, new illustrators, artists, and special guests.
1: And I will be broadcasting live next Sunday from Toyman. So if you're out there, come by. Find me if you want to see someone important. Go talk to Chris or Greg Berger because they'll be there as well. Chris, thanks very much for calling in. We appreciate it.
3: Now Bob. Thanks for having me.
1: Absolutely. Take care. There he goes. Toy Man Toy Show. Check that out. Follow him on Twitter. And please come down. Meet Greg Berger. Catch some cool toys, comics, DVDs, and more. We're going to come back and wrap it up right after this. So stand by.
3: Hey, hi, listeners. This is Greg Berger. Meet Grimlock, Dinobot, leader from Transformers. And guess what? You're listening to geek to me Radio.
1: Transformers. We are back. Wrapping things up on this Kate Mulgrew, Michelle Pfeiffer birthday edition of geek to me Radio. Happy birthday again, ladies. Um, We were talking right before Chris called in about the Superman celebration, and uh, one of the artists there... Uh, Max, you had the pleasure to meet at a Toy Man toy show originally. He'll be coming to the 40th anniversary Superman celebration.
0: That's right. Uh, Disney artist Philo Barnhart, who worked on uh, Belle from Beauty and the Beast and Ariel from Little Mermaid. He also worked with Don Blue Studios on The Secret of NIM. Really accomplished artist who will do sketches for you, too. I had him on my show, Max and Movies. I interviewed him at Toy Man years ago, and now he'll be at the 40th uh, Superman
1: celebration in Metropolis, Illinois, which is in the, the first weekend in June. Yep, it's June. June 7th through the 10th this year. Uh, they've got, if you're watching Krypton, it's on my DVR. I know, Max, you're in the same boat. I, I've not seen it, it yet. yet. Yes, I've yet. heard great things, though. Everyone I've talked to, I've not
0: heard anyone say anything bad. And Adam Strange is going to be there this year. Sean Sipos. Sean Sipos. Yeah,
1: we're going to have uh, Jack O'Halloran, if you remember, non from the Superman uh, first one and the second one. That's right. Uh, they only show them in the first when they're putting them in the, I'm, I'm going to say it on air, penalizing. Uh, and putting him in the, in the Phantom Zone. They must be working up to Terrence
0: Stamp because last year Sarah Douglas, this year Jack O'Halloran, so next year Terrence Stamp. That's just,
1: I'm, that's just my guess. And I'm going to bring in my my Star Wars Phantom Menace Chancellor Valorum figure he, to sign. He, he will punch you in the face. <laughs> that's a, that's a story for another uh, for another radio show. We'll we'll do that. But they've got Brandon ruth who played yes. Superman in uh, 2006's Superman Returns, and now he's the Adam on Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow. That's that's a pretty big get for them. Yeah, and they've got. But uh, they, they, that's not all. They've got a bunch of stuff. If you want to check them out, find them on Facebook.com slash Superman Celebration. You can check it out, get tickets and more all from that page. We'll be broadcasting live from that event that first week in June. Uh, we appreciate all of your support as always. Until next week, my friends. Avengers Mansion, good night!